Hello, Rebooters. This is Phasm, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. On today's episode, I have Patrick from The Market. How's it going, Patrick? It's going well, brother. It's going well. (laughs) All right. So, Patrick, what do you do for a living? I'm the general manager of The Market Modesto, formerly known as as The Market at La Comisaria. And we just started Persuasion Brewing Company. Nice. About four months ago. So the market has been there how many years now? Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. And um, you've been there scheming, planning to do some brewery and a tap room. And that just happened not too long ago. Yeah. Four months ago and a year and a half worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time to celebrate. Amen. Let the beer flow. <laughs> so, so how's that going? It's going well. You know, people are uh, are seeing our dream, and and uh, the community is is finding us, and it, it feels good. Yeah, I would say any craft beer connoisseur already knows you, even by the name Patrick. I would, yeah. I would say, and yeah, that's yeah. that's nice and nice to hear and humbling and but uh yeah it it helped you know the brewery it helped the brewery um because we had a following uh for craft beer through three or four you know cities away and um trying to build something in modesto that is is worth driving to yeah yeah yeah. so what do you think that you did differently because like i said there there's um you know, there's guys that drink beer and then there's guys that are into craft beer that are, they're beer snobs. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And, and they know you and how did you kind of attract those people? Uh, like what were the products that you brought in? You know, it, it, it was, it's basically, uh, it's almost like if you're curating, a uh, an art museum. Oh, I like this analogy already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's 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 personal. You're you're seeking things out um, that you know are at people's top of the list, and and then things that are hard to get. Obviously, you want to you want to go and knock on the door and see if you can bring them in for this neighborhood because it's hap- it, it was happening in the Bay Area. It was happening in Sacramento, and, and it's all an hour to an hour and a half away from us. And people are driving out of this town to go find it. Why can't we have it here? Yeah. And that was my goal. And that was what drove me to search for every amazing beer in in America. And I, I remember you talking about the the freshness of it, too, was, was a huge priority of yours, which I know meant a lot to the beer snobs. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, craft beer is one of those you know, organic things that, uh, um, if you don't take care of it well, it dies. And there are big businesses that can show you every day that they can't take care of it well. Hmm. When you go to a, you know, a place that's a, a chain store where they don't really touch it every day, they don't see it and it's not their bread and butter. 
and that beer just dies and you go and grab it and it's a year old and it's dead it doesn't have life yeah and they don't refrigerate it and it so it all those things matter and it's important to me and i've made it my business and to to for the customer to have fresh beer to grab and that trust for that customer to trust in the market and trust that they don't have to look for dates because I'm going to do it for them. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So then you got into the cold brew coffee stuff. Yeah. So what, what was that all about? Yeah. It was, you know, it was a, it was a fun time when modern times uh, brewery down from San Diego just came up to California and got distribution and it was funny. I was, I was really excited about their beer, but I was almost as excited about their coffee. And I felt like it was something that I couldn't sell coffee before this. And I felt like it was attached to craft beer. So maybe I have a chance at selling coffee. Yeah. And it works. It works for me. And they make amazing coffee or make it, but roast it and, uh, nuance it and take care of it. And so I'm, it's something that I can believe in. So anything that I do love and believe in, I bring in and I can sell it and and put my word behind it and feel good about the customer taking it home because I feel like it's one of the better products out there. Yeah. Um, so we, we have it on tap. We have their whole beans. We have, their cold brew coffee in cans as well, and uh, it's become a good, a good uh, option in the store for for uh, for coffee goers. Which, you know, it's just another af- affinity of something special out there in the world. Has that? I'm just curious. Has that sold better last year when it was hot versus over the winter time? It's pretty steady. Period. Coffee drinkers don't tend to stop drinking coffee in the winter. Um, and uh, the thought of it being cold is, is it, it, it may slow slightly, but, um, the cold brew itself is, I think, uh, another genre, so to speak Mm -hmm. of, of coffee. Um, so you're getting a little more caffeine. Um, you're getting a little less acidity and it's, it's really a drinkable product for, I would say even people that are marginal coffee drinkers. Hmm. Okay. So persuasion brewery is, is your place the only spot to get it at the moment? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you got to go there to get it. We're yeah. We're starting out very small. Yeah. Very small batch. And we want to, we want to hone our craft and work on it at a small batch level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once, you know, we start hitting those home runs, then we'll ramp up and, you know, we'll ramp up when the community tells us to ramp up. Yeah. So it, uh, it's, it's gotta have a heartbeat and it's gotta have, it's gotta be beer that we want to, uh, purchase ourselves. And, you know, I, um, you know, my challenge to our brewers is to, is to brew beer that, that I would purchase for our store. And that's a pretty high standard. <laughs> so I, and I don't, I'm not, I'm no fool. It's going to take time. Yeah. Um, 
but hopefully Modesto's along for the ride for that. And I feel like we, you know, we have a, we have a property with a, a bunch of people that have passion for, for doing things in a, at a high level. And we're going to strive to get there. We're going to, we're going to do what we can. We may throw out a batch or two, but it's going to, it, it's only going to drive us to get better. Yeah. And we have, we have, you know, guest beers of our, our friends breweries that we're pouring that, that is our, our inspiration. Mm. So, you know, that's the beers that we pour are the beers that I strive to, for us to one day be. And I feel that will be great for Modesto. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So tell me, so one of my favorite parts about the store is your meat selection. Tell me, tell me about not just like the pork and the chicken and the beef, but, um, you're, you're kind of big on seafood as well. It's our seafood game to be honest with you. Yeah. It, it, it really hasn't taken off. Okay. So I have, there's something in the near future that I hope happens that will give our seafood game a heartbeat mm-hmm. because it, it's pretty hard to sell something when it's not in front of you. Um, so, yeah. uh, I was trying to promote it through almost like a pre-order process to mm-hmm. where you would get the super freshest seafood around, but it's been tough. Yeah. Um, so I'm not giving up on that. It's, it's just going to be, it's in the, in the, in the wings yeah. waiting. And this is, this is why people trust you is because you're, you're honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, you know, there's no reason to fake it. Yeah. Not at this point in my life. All right. So tell us about the other meats. Yeah. We, we have, um, uh, anything from, you know, taco meat to, uh, ranchetta. That's, uh, a flat meat, um, asada, so to speak. Um, and, but we we're trying to take a fresh, higher standard to, to all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, even with, you know, like our al pastor, you know, Sandra, my assistant, she makes, uh, the al pastors, the, the sauce, the marinade for it. She makes it from scratch and she puts that extra love ingredient in there. And it's, I can tell the difference in it. And so that's personal with us. Um, the chorizo, it's personal with us the same way. Um, you switch over to the sausages that we, we make ourselves every week. Um, and those are, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a sausage maker, but I went out and tried to do some flavor forward products. I wanted a sausage in our store and, um, the ladies are making them now and they're doing a great job and we taste them before we, before we case them. And just to ensure that it's consistent and and quality. Um, I feel like, you know, the standard in this area is like a Lockford meats or a Wolfson's or something like that. And I think we're, we're striving to be that. And we've had people that have told me we're as good and, you know, I'll take, I'll take that. (laughs) But, (laughs) but I, you know, I, I'm, I still want to strive to be, to, to be the best market we can be, um, not trying to compare us to anyone else, but, uh, um, we also brought in high end, uh, if you want organic, all natural, uh, Nyman ranch is out of the Southern Bay area. 
and we have prime all natural ribeyes, choice all natural New Yorks, um, and we have their pork as well, ribs, uh, St. Louis's baby backs, ground pork. Um, that I I I feel you're gonna get maybe the best steak in town from our shop. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. All right, so let's go back in time <laughs> to your history personally. Mm-hmm. Where were you born? I was born in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Didn't spend too much time there. Uh, my parents moved back to uh, my father's hometown in Isleton. I think I was under two years old. Um, so I live, mo- I live, you know, wh- what I know as home is, is Isleton. Um, out in the Sacramento Delta. Okay. Yeah. And what was that like childhood? It was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. I grew up hunting and fishing and, and, uh, knowing just about everyone in town cause the, t- the population's 900 people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I you love hear that Modesto. Yeah. We're not a small town. <laughs> Modesto was not a small town. Um, very, I grew up in a small town and I loved it. And, you know, my grandparents, uh, lived in the same town and had our, our family business there. And, um, it was a great place to, to grow up. I, I didn't actually think I was going to move away, but you know, you, you have to find big dreams in a bigger city, I guess. So, so what was, what was the family business? We had a hardware store, hardware, bait, tackle, uh, guns, ammo. It, it was, I guess you would call it a general store, mm-hmm. um, in business for almost a hundred years in Isleton. Wow. Yeah. Is it, is it still there? The building's still there. Yeah. Business is not, but the business ran a hundred years. Pretty close. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So did you run it at one point? I did not. Uh, I, no, so your dad did? I, my dad took it over from my grandparents or, and managed it and ran it. Um, but, uh, you know, being the youngest of my generation, they kind of passed on when I was still young. Um, but I worked in the store when I was eight years old to give my dad a day off on Sundays. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> it was funny selling, selling beer and selling guns and ammo and stuff like that did you ever sneak a beer yeah yeah i I paid for it though yeah weirdly enough my next question yeah weirdly enough i paid for it me and a a buddy of mine um were going fishing and i closed up shop we paid for a six-pack and and it was the weirdest moment of my life See, I thought you were going to say you paid for it as in like you got in trouble no, for it. No, I literally <laughs> put money in the register because I didn't want to get my butt whooped. Oh, Mr. So, Honesty over yeah, here. That's crazy. That's awesome. So fishing, hunting, what were your, what were your parents like? My parents were, were cool people. Uh, you know, my dad was m- my best friend in my life. Um, and, uh. I guess I was more of a, of a, of a father's, you know, daddy's boy, if you want to call it that. Um, but my parents were dreamers and artists and, and, uh, you and I have talked about this a lot. I'm, I'm, I grew up 
used to seeing wonderful art around me mm. and art that I didn't understand, but I was educated that it was okay. It was because it was my interpretation. You know, my father was an abstract artist. So I'd be like, dad, what is that? What is that? What is that? And he goes, well, what do you think it is? <laughs> and I was like, oh man. So, you know, no wrong answers, but, but, um, both of my parents were very artistic and, um, and dreamers and the biggest supporter of me, which I appreciated. Yeah. And so what was mom like? Mom was, she was, uh, she was a hard worker and, um, she, uh, a free spirit as well and lenient, you know, an easy hand, I guess, growing up. Um, she cut hair and she, she always had ideas and maybe that's, that's where I get it from too is, uh, she always had little ideas coming up about she had a hair salon, she was a real estate agent, you know. She she did a lot, wore a lot of hats. Um but she gave a lot of good love. That's for sure. Awesome. All right, so what's your favorite thing about Modesto? My favorite thing about Modesto is uh the people. Um the people I think are very proud to be here. Uh, maybe, you know, um, from what I've seen and I'm not from here, so it's kind of cool. Cause maybe that's all you see is the people yeah. coming into your store. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's personal and, and, and I want to know my customers. So it's, I've gotten to know people and, um, you know, you, however, I feel like this is a big town. It's small and, 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 People know each other, and um, I think this town really wants to support itself. Yeah. You know, and, and I I find pleasure in that. I find pleasure in people um, wanting to, to support local and to support small businesses and finding, well, you know, finding whatever it takes to come and, you know, even if it's one item, they come back for that one item. Yeah. You know? I've definitely done that. Yeah. So, but, but it's all welcomed. Yeah. I mean, if, if I can, you know, get you to buy two items, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your hometown? Like, what, where do you live now? Right now I live yeah. in, I live in Lathrop. Okay. Yeah. Um, How long have you lived in Lathrop? I've lived in Lathrop probably about... Yeah, well now now you get me thinking about how old I am. <laughs> so oh more I I guess just over twenty years. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm I'm gonna be forty six, so yeah, half of my life it's been weird. But before the market you were in the grocery industry, right? I was. I was. So what happened between the childhood yeah. bait and tackle and the market will be right back. yo what's up man this is joe aka perk's son your favorite local funky dj and you're listening to modesto reboot podcast 
Hey, this is Reggie Rucker, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. And now, back to Modesto Reboot. Well, yeah, so uh, I worked for Save Mart for almost 10 years. Um, and I learned a lot from Save Mart, um, a lot of good things. Um, uh, unfortunately, my time there passed, you know. Oh, yeah, I got into a car accident, and it took me out of the work at the moment, mm. but... I, I was very positive about them and, and had had a lot of good plans for them. Weird, weird to say, but... Did you, like, start at the bottom? I did. And work your way up, or...? I started at the bottom and worked my way up for, fairly quickly. But um, but it it uh, it was at a young age, so I, I learned uh, building blocks of of business and ins and outs of grocery store life. Um, and I felt like, you know, the Bob Piccinini Save Mart, it was a good Save Mart. I I agreed with a lot of things that happened there, and I'm grateful for the learning process on that. And then the next grocery business I was in, in between other things that I got into, um, was a mom and pops out in Linden, um, small community. It was nice to get back to a small community, and... Mm. Um, everything got personal again and I was able to, to give customers that real personal touch again as well and worked there for seven years. And then something started knocking at my heart, you know, to do something. And I got an opportunity through, through, you know, our owner, uh, to our owner now to come and do this and see what I can do in Modesto. Is he, um, what are his thoughts on the market? I I think he, you know, he's he's just supportive of of me and what I do and he asked me to just come and open up a place and didn't didn't have too much too many guidelines which showed that he had faith in me. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the the freedom to create and uh, I think it helps me really get to the roots of me and um, get for me to get the positive imagination out of me. And it's, I've definitely been able to freewheel it to where I think now we've in 2018, we've kind of found our lane to run in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite food joint in Modesto? I like Phoenix noodle house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not alone. No, I, I'm. I know I'm not alone. The place <laughs> is freaking packed half the time. But, but uh, I, I like the way they do things. Uh, uh, the food turns. Um, you know they have to take time to to make that broth for the for the those noodles. And I mean they make other things, but you know that fuzz really good in my opinion. And I'm a noodle freak, so maybe maybe that's a. a, a kind of a nugget for hopefully, you know, a bowl of noodles in the, in the market one day. But I feel like, uh, there's, I'm really, I really enjoy ramen and I, I would like to see if I could do a bowl of ramen and serve it in the, in the tap room. Ah, interesting. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But that's inspiration. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix noodle house. I, I dig them. Yeah. Have you done much traveling? Only to one one state, 
in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. yeah. yeah. Vacation I, or? Yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, um, I guess I could have gone other places, but um, uh, Hawaii was is a culture that, you know, I can kind of attach myself to very quickly. Um, and a lot of people think I look like their cousin over there, so <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Blend in with the natives. Yeah, yeah. that always helps. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have siblings growing up? I have a sister. Yeah. Yeah, an older sister. Is she local or? She lives in Elk Grove. Okay. Yeah. Not too far. No, she's doing some cool stuff, and you know, it's it's fun to watch the evolution of where where we came from, and and our background with you know in in family business and. She runs kind of her own business. She, she's massage therapist, and she also is a yoga instructor as well. Pretty, cool. pretty happy for her. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever met anybody famous? Yes. Well, I I ran into an idol of mine. Really, literally ran into him when the Forty Niners had uh, uh, their their. There were summer practice facilities in Stockton. I literally ran into Jerry Rice. And as a... as a, You were like both rounding a corner? Yeah, we were in the mall. <laughs> and I bumped into him. We looked at each other. And I think I was... I'm about the same height. Pretty, pretty close. But I, I, as a boy who grew up wanting to be Joe Montana... Yeah. I was, I was literally speechless. I ran into him and I had no words. Yeah. I couldn't even get out of sentence. <laughs> I was like the uh 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 you are uh and he introduced himself. He was a very nice guy. He's like, Hey Jerry Rice, nice to meet you and I'm like, I know who you are and I can't still say anything. That's hilarious. It, I, I was awestruck. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, do you have any life mottos or famous quotes that you hold on to? Keep close in times of distress. No, I don't no. know. Now, well, you know, one that kind of drove me here was uh, the one that says, um, you know, doing the same thing day in and day out and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I change things for myself. Yeah. And with that, with that kind of motto uh and it keeps me changing and it keeps me evolving i think because if you if you want to keep doing the same thing uh if it's working that's great but um i think in business you have to keep evolving and you have to keep adding wrinkles and and that motto kind of helps me kind of bang my head through the wall so to speak and yeah kind of find the the next thing well it's interesting because i i would i would say that i'm the type of person that likes change mm. and i don't think that like it's necessarily better i think there's kind of like two types of people um those that like change and those that don't yeah. and there's pros and cons to both yeah. kind of because yeah you know my dad has the same job. He's had the same job for 35 years as a salesman. 
And to me, that sounds like insanity. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Cause, yeah. But. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I mean, he's financially secure and there's, there's definitely pros to, to doing that, you know? Yeah. Retirement, you know, like there's all these like positive things to that. Um, but yeah, I mean. I would equate, you know, this may seem far-fetched, but what I do is in a way similar to putting a, what you do and putting a piece of art on the wall. I mean, you're sticking yourself out there mm-hmm. for people to criticize you and for people to either criticize you or love you. And, and, but you're doing it and it's, it's exhilarating and scary at the same time. Yeah. And you're putting out this product that every, everyone's a critic and everyone can rip you apart. But in the end, when you know, you're not going to please everyone with it. Yeah. But when you can grab a handful of friends that, you know, that you can make friends, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, and I think the challenge of, of, of not settling. And I think that that motto can, you can read into it a little more and for maybe it to be a positive driving force. Um, Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like, I like my routine every day, but I challenge myself to change. Yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely routines that we, you have to keep. I mean, yeah. yeah. You got anything else in your notes? <laughs> I'm not, I don't do this often. I don't go on the circuit. This so is I, the best interview ever. Cause you've got I, like notes on sticky notes on you and no, you're good to go. <laughs> no, not really. I, I, uh, no, you didn't ask me my favorite show. Which is? Uh, no reservations from Tony Bourdain. Okay. I still, I still watch reruns of that show. Yeah. I like that guy. Um, I like how he brought things and made it personal. You know, you, you go all over the world and you know, uh, what's personal is people, the food that people are eating. Mm. And he was able to, you know, he ended up at grandma's houses and, you know, eating their food and, and when you can break a, that barrier down, I think sometimes cultural barriers can be broken down through, through food. It, it's, it's such a, you know, if you can show that you can eat someone's meal, maybe you can see more into their culture and be more open to that. Yeah, food definitely. Um, there's something about food that yeah. if you couldn't speak the language, yeah, if you could somehow order some food that somebody made and smile when you liked it and act, you know what I mean? Like yeah. show surprise when what's some, a big deal, you know, and yeah. in my family, you know, the meal, the dinner meal was a, a very big, important deal. And, um, and I feel like when you're sharing it, uh, you're sharing your culture and you're opening, opening your arms to people. And so who at home, who cooked when you were growing up? Uh, my grandparents, and uh, you know, my father, was probably one of the better cooks in my life. Um, but my grandparents cooked together, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. They put dinner five to six courses out every night <laughs> at the stroke of five o'clock. And it was a machine and it was, it was a machine that I'm very grateful for. But um, it also was one of the most inspiring things for me when I look back at it is the way that happened. And, you know, the way we took dinner seriously and it, it definitely shows in 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 the my store that 
you know, a lot of those things that are filled in my store are things that I want to eat, mm. you know? So it's, it, it, in the beginning, it kind of had to be because I was mainly buying them, right? Because it was quiet for a while. <laughs> but um, but it shows now that other people are interested in those things. So, um, you know, the store has become a specialty store. and um, But it's mainly based around food and food that inspires, not just, you know, staples type of food. So what kind of food did you eat growing up? Ah. Uh, you know, Chinese food, um, uh, American food, um, Italian food. My, my, I was born in, in the little Italy area of San Francisco. So I could tell my dad had a, a friend that was, was Italian. And to this day, my dad makes one of the best, I guess you call it, some people call it gravy or spaghetti sauces. I don't call gravy. Yeah. That's insanity. It's it's sauce. <laughs> a spaghetti it. sauce or marinara. Yeah, marinara. <laughs> uh but it was you know, it was a labor of love and I I have this enjoyment for Italian food that maybe someone from Ireland might not have, but um I dig it as well and I get into it. Maybe maybe it's more rustic and I can kind of free flow ingredients and yeah i i'm not a, a huge italian fan of food but i think once i started vegetable gardening and making my own marinara mm -hmm. or gravy you know th that changed the game for italian food for me well definitely i mean if you've ever had fresh pesto like picked from basil yeah. that day yeah and you know it, it's it's worldly different yeah. so i'm I, I gravitate towards Italian a lot. Um, but now I, it's, you know, I, I open up my eyes and look around. You know, my family has a, a, a Korean um, origins in it as well as far as uh, people that are married into the family. And, you know, um, I love that food. I, I, maybe I, I'm just a food lover, but a but, uh, food geek. Um, but I love curries and and Thai curry and Chinese curry and Japanese curry and so there's obviously little very differences in them. But do you have all, a favorite? Yeah, it's probably probably Thai curry. Um, I like their takes on it. I think they're maybe the most the more balanced curries in the in the world. Yeah, I like Thai curry. Awesome. All right. Well, tell us the address of the market so people can find you. Okay. It's 507th Street. It's where those food, at the moment, the food trucks are parking <laughs> in the parking lot and taking up all that space. But no, and which they're going to move. So um, we're going to try and make that a little more comfortable for everyone to come and visit the yeah, market and persuasion. Parking's a little bit tight right now. Parking's a little tight right now when we get if busy. If it's busy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, we, when we get busy. and um, So, fi yeah, 507th Street, a red red warehousey building. I promise you will like the inside. Come on inside. <laughs> yeah, and the new yeah. tap room has, like, I would say barnwood style. Yeah, it's uh, actually, you know, it's reclaimed cool seating fence area. wood from Titan Fence from across the street from us. Nice. So, yeah. Um, but 
no, I've, I've, you know, we're, I just want to make a comfortable grocery store that people can come into. It's clean. It's friendly. It's edgy. Um, it has interesting things in it. Um, and you got the sandwiches. We got a deli. We use boar's head deli meats. Um, we're adding new things to it all the time. Um, we added um, what I call Asian sliders. They're pork sliders, but I really stole them off my my cousin's wife, Sue. <laughs> She's Korean, and so it has a kimchi kind of edge to it. And um, we have also just implemented tri-tip sandwiches, which I think are really, really, really good, um, which we're smoking the tri-tips on, on a Traeger out front. So I, I just feel like people from Modesto, when they hear 7th Street, they're like, yikes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but, it's definitely but you're a right. It's like, once you get inside there, it's like a gem. It's comfortable. It's, you know, it's got a lot of interesting, yeah. delicious Yeah, the location chose me and us. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, again, I've said this maybe in, in other articles and is that, you know, we have to, someone's got to be a spark. Yeah. And, and you've seen it in other cities happen in San Francisco on third street. My dad, we used to go to Niner games and third street was not good. <laughs> not good at all. And you see it in San, Sacramento at the moment, they're thriving. And, um, you know, some of these new neighborhoods that they're creating. Um, so maybe, maybe we, the market and persuasion brewing can, can be, uh, a spark in on seventh street that, um, the flagship, it should, it should, I, I still, you know, people, it should still be considered downtown. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Location wise it is. Yeah. And then social media stuff. How can they find you? Yeah. That's probably our best Avenue. Um, at the market Modesto is our Instagram handle. Uh, don't look at my website. <laughs> it's not it's not good yet but it'll be the market modesto um persuasion brewing will company will always be uh attached to that and um that there's no website for that but the instagram is persuasion brewing um facebook as well um yeah there's a facebook for the market modesto cool yeah and that's our best our best way of communicating to people. Letting people know what's new in the store. What's and, coming. Yeah. Hank from the Food Fix is coming to see us on St. Patrick's Day. Cool. S- Sunday the 17th. Dollar off pints. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, awesome. But no, I, uh, social media is definitely the, the way you can see the pulse of what's going on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Patrick, I think we'll end it there. But thanks so much for being well on today come down here and let me interview you. Um, I've been a fan of, of you and the store, um, kind of both at the same time for a long time. And, um, I've always been excited to, to see where you're taking things. Cause yeah, you're, you like change and you yeah. like dreaming, yeah. And, yeah. but you stick with it and it's really cool to, to see that. Thank you, Aaron. No, I appreciate you and what you do for this neighborhood and, and you can see it on walls and, and, uh, I think you're cool. I think you're cool and you're, uh, you're important as well to what's going on here. So, um, I appreciate you having me, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Cheers.
follow us on Instagram at Modesto Reboot, as well as Facebook. Look for the group Modesto Reboot. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.